This podcast is brought to you by MSW Nutrition. MSW Nutrition is a supplement line designed to help support your body in as many ways as possible, starting with the liver. By helping to repair liver health, you're supporting your body's biggest detox organ so that it can do its job taking care of the rest of you. We carry supplements to help with mood, stress, energy, weight loss, gut health, immunity, and much more. Any product carrying the MSW Nutrition label will be produced in an FDA-certified lab and contain the most bioavailable version of those nutrients possible. Make sure to check out our website at www.mswnutrition.com to see all the latest stacks to help you reach your health goals. This podcast is also brought to you by Athletic Outcomes. Athletic Outcomes is Austin's boutique wellness studio focusing on functional fitness and sports recovery. Located in Southeast Austin, AO provides services such as personal training, group classes, pre- and postnatal training, nutrition coaching, massage therapy, chiropractic, recovery compression boots, and MSW lounge vitamin shots. It's your one-stop shop for health and fitness. Check them out on social media at Athletic Outcomes to stay up to date with their events and programs. This podcast is produced by Flabs to Fitness, Inc. Flabs to Fitness is an online wellness company that specializes in mindful eating, personalized workout programs, and offers a subscription workout program for 20-minute workouts you can do anywhere. We also have a brand new online workout community called Online Workout Badasses, where we have three donation-based Zoom workout classes a week and an amazing community of people who are all working to be healthier together. Please join below in the show notes. It's also a social media content firm for creation and scheduling of content and engagement with your fans on a variety of platforms, including this podcast. Find out more about Flabs to Fitness at www.flabstofitness.com. All right, guys. Welcome to the How Do You Health podcast. It's Friday. It's our first Friday shooting over at Native Hospital live at the How Do You Health Fest. Um, Well... For those of you that are live, so this is Facebook Live on this one. Cool. So that one's going live right now, and then that one's gonna get just get clipped all over the time. Beautiful. And just you know, people people fucking love that shit. So can they hear us live <laughs> right now? Can they hear, they can us, hear us live? This okay. is on Facebook Perfect. Live right here. Yeah, so it's so on Facebook Live. Yeah. So we oh, can. I'm good. <laughs> so it's all good. You can you can cuss all you want, talk about all the different things. But Perfect. we have Chris Marfeka, Marhevka. 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 And uh, that's awesome. Where is that from, by the way? Uh, Czech. Czechoslovakia. Dude, it's an yeah. awesome country. I have a uh, funny heritage story we can get into later. but yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, he's the CEO of Training Camp for the Soul mm-hmm. and Live with Lead. Live in Lead. Live in Lead. Yeah, and Lead, yeah. And yeah. so uh, the, so Chris, you've been a friend with of ours for a while now. Um, I, I forget if we met at uh, the, the Yoga House, which is uh, one of our friends, or we met somewhere else first. We initially met at... Paleo FX. Paleo FX, that's yeah. right. Friends of uh, Bledsoe. Like that's right. A couple years yeah. ago. Yeah. 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 yeah, that was two years ago. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I remember I told you I said the jumpsuit. That's right. right. Like jumpsuit day. Because yep. the thing is, I saw you again, and I was like, all right, I know these jumpsuits, because there's like a whole group of y'all who wear them. <laughs> I wore it that night. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. I did see that, yeah. I look over you, I was like, I know you, and I said, is that is that England and Bledsoe? You're like, yeah. And I was like, oh, so you and what I was really impressed with, you were talking about this. So y'all came in with and lifted athletes, mm-hmm. right? Basically, what it was. And there was a bunch of y'all who were like basically kind of new to the game, 
and at that time, I remember talking to Bledsoe, for people who are listening, Mike Bledsoe, um, he, uh, I guess him in England just started that thing. So that was all of y'all's like, kind of first time to get together. Yeah, yeah. I, that day, I was actually representing Training Camp for the Soul that week. Okay. Um, I had just taken over uh, running the show there, and um, but they were there, and they were just launching like yeah. that day. Yeah. Like, they that had was the pivoted, launch. right? Because they had just also sold the other company or yep. something like that, yep. and they're like, yep. we're just doing this now. Yep. Yeah. So it was cool because what what we we basically did is we took care of all the staff. Yeah. Like the shots and all that. I remember. Yeah. I was dosed up that yeah, weekend. I know. And so I, that's why I met you is because yeah. there was the last day, y'all, the, war, uh, the jumpsuit. Mm-hmm. And then so like, uh, like 10 or 12 <laughs> of y'all came in eventually, even yeah. up to a couple females. Yeah. They like all got the shots. And yep. I was like, oh, that's really cool. And all y'all were really cool cats and everything. Fast forward two years later, we meet mm-hmm. up about three months ago now. Is it? Is it? Something like that. I've been here since around July. Yeah. 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 Wait, is Bledsoe in town right now? Uh, he will be. He's coming from my yeah. retreat next week. That's yeah. right. That's and right. So, so you're you're doing retreats here. I remember that yeah. when you fir- when we first you know spoke again. You're like, yeah, I'm doing tons of retreats, mm-hmm. like all over the place. And mm-hmm. I think you got that huge men's retreat next week. In yep. fact, right? What's yep. that about? Yeah. So um, this actually came on this year, and what I was just very very called to do is support a, a lot of the the leaders in my circle. So I I have the I'm very grateful to hang out with a lot of cool people, cool, interesting people who are doing a lot of cool shit. And um, what I saw was especially this year, like when things started getting weird, I saw a lot of um, really like powerful voices that were genuinely speaking their truth. They were they were speaking from their heart like they were really uh, like talking about their message and they were just getting blasted like there was a lot of weird well there's still it's still a weird time where um if you're speaking out on on certain things and and people disagree with it there's like this this crazy world where um people's messages are just getting silenced and so there was there was like a a, in the in the closer-knit conversations there was a lot of concern around it, it was more about um man, I, I really want to show up and share my gift, but I'm scared. Like, I'm scared what people will say. Like, it's a weird time right now, especially being a man, especially. Um, and, you know, I just felt a lot of, I felt a calling to support guys and giving them the, the confidence, the permission, um, and also connecting them back to what really was in alignment for them. Because... What happens is is we're constantly flooded with influences in the external world, and that affects how we show up, even if we don't know it. And it starts like things start dropping in, and we start maybe shifting the way we speak a little bit, or we start shifting the way that we act. And what happens is we get out of alignment with ourself, out of our core. And so the whole purpose of this retreat is to bring men back to that, back to their center, back to their core, back to alignment, and then then and only then, how to show up in the world, how to show up with their partners, with their communities, with their businesses. And um, it was, the, the name came because, like, we're literally learning how to live in a new world yeah. and now lead in a new world as well because yeah. a lot of things are changing. Yeah. And so a lot of the old, um, the old ways of doing things mm-hmm. are, are really falling away or they're breaking. And so it started as, as a simple gathering, a mastermind, if you will, uh, to, to, to discuss, like, how do we live in this new, new thing that's ever-changing in every moment? And uh, it was incredibly positive. 
Um, and so we've been running a couple of them this year, and we have one in Austin next week. So we've got 20 guys coming down and spending the whole week with them. That's awesome. Now, now I want to get into uh, that message or that training is different, would you say, and I'll explain why I'm asking mm -hmm. this, uh, for a male than it is for a female. Um, I'm asking that because we've had a lot of guests on, on our podcast that are females, and they also talk about connecting with yourself and with your body and it's, it just seems like it's a different message whether that be true or not and maybe it feels different to me um, but but the idea is that like yes we are living in a new world but it always felt like for like whenever I try to do self-growth for, for, for males when I was growing up it used to always be like well this is how you run your business yeah it was never really about like myself mm -hmm. although I have heard like people like in the, once again in, in the in the feminine world it, it was always more about like the heart mm -hmm. and like the body yeah. and for the masculine it was more about like this is how you run your business right. or this is how you hack that mm -hmm. you know you should sleep more because like you'll be more productive here yeah. and create more profits you know for sure for sure and so the 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 process to come back to self come back to your heart is the same for men and women like the way in which we all do it we all do it the same way the difference is the experience that a man has in the world is oftentimes very different than the experience that a woman has in the world and they both come with challenges they both have different challenges that they're overcoming and so it's not um, it's not the self that's really the problem it's all the things that are in the way of coming back to the self and so a man has more ha has 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 more of a um, he's oftentimes raised in like you shared like this like competitive world where it starts in sports then it leads to competitive business and it's all about this like doing and like fighting and scarcity and um what's re really interesting actually is that a lot of our women are starting to be raised in that as well yeah. and so our world is just generally very masculine but it's a very unhealthy masculine. It's like step on everyone else to get yours, and like the only way to get ahead is to like, like use people and 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 use resources of the earth. And so that's a, like a very unhealthy masculine approach. And so what's happening now is like even though I'm doing work with men, a lot of the work that we are doing is actually healing their relationship to the feminine, which more is is more of like the felt sense. It's more of like you said, like the emotions and being more. In, in tune with yourself and the flows of uh, of of the world, and what's interesting is, um, I did a, a lot of this work myself, and and what I noticed was as I was doing this work, I was doing a lot of traveling, and while we live in such a masculine world here in the United States, there's a lot of other countries that aren't that way at all. They actually are really balanced, uh, or like South America is honestly very feminine they're much more in tune with nature they're much more in tune with their environment a lot slower of a life it's like there's a, it's okay to siesta it's okay to rest it's okay to have these ebbs and flows and seasons of life but like here i mean i don't know about you guys but i was raised to like go and like go hard and so i spent i spent a decade in competitive athletics beat my body down then i spent a decade in competitive business beat my mind and my like my body down again in a different way and um, I, I, for me personally, I got to the top of that ladder where I had checked all the boxes and I was broken and I was hurting and I wasn't fulfilled. And I was like, shit, there's got to be something more. I was like, there's got to be something more than this, like significance and money, because I had both of those things. And I was still like, 
I was I was still feeling empty, and that's like when I started to um, go more into self and more back coming back to my heart, figuring out like what I actually wanted, um, what I wanted to share with the world, and um, yeah, that that process is is one that. I think a lot of people are starting to see right now because the way to growth is chaos. The way to growth is pain or discomfort. And so there's enough people in discomfort right now and things are changing. There's chaos. And so a lot of people are starting to question like uh, simple ones like, oh, we actually don't need to go into the office for 40 hours a week and sit at this desk and like do this weird routine that we just all buy, like many, not all of us. Um, but there's just this routine that a lot of people buy into. And so <laughs> what I do, <laughs> is, and, and, and I trigger a lot of people because of this, is I encourage people to question everything. Like question what you're doing right now. Question who you are. Like all, these, all, these, all this language that we use around ourselves of like, I am this. Like, oh, I'm a, I'm a night owl. I'm a procrastinator. I'm a, I'm a people pleaser. I'm this. I'm like, if I cut you open, I wouldn't see any of those things. That's not actually who you are. It's just the behaviors which you learned to portray. Yep. And all that's learned. It's all learned behavior. And so if it's, if it's learned, it can be unlearned. Right. And relearn something else. And that's exactly what I do for people. Is like I bring them to all of the awareness of all the things that they're doing. And be like, hey, do you like this? And they're like, yeah, I like that. Okay, keep that. Do you like this? No. Okay, let's look at it. Where did this come from? Like, how do we shift this? Yeah. And, um, yeah, that's... Um, yeah, it's it's very powerful work because it's different than a, a lot of the work that people are doing, which is the thinking through of the problems. It's thinking through how do I get more, um, how do I get more uh, efficient, or how do I become a better communicator, and all those are really useful. Um, and there's a lot of great programs and things out there to get better in the mind. But what's happening is that when you're not actually conscious, which the research says between <laughs> most people between uh, 90 and 98 percent of their waking day, they're actually operating from the unconscious level. And so when you're not actually conscious, what's running the show? Your programming, your patterns, your conditioned beliefs. And so I teach people how to shift those. Because if you're conscious all the time, great. Like, I don't know any enlightened beatings that are just, like, conscious all the time. And they slip into things. So, like, ah, like, man, that's not. Well, that's not part of how you realize you're conscious, right? Exactly. So keep catching myself. Keep catching myself. You <laughs> come back. And that's very useful. And that is, like, as you grow, that's the process to become aware of the things that you're unconscious to. And yeah. so the more you're in consciousness, the more you can be aware of those things. And so, but what's great is, like, just like learning how to walk. If you had to learn how to walk every morning when you got out of bed, y it would be so inefficient, and you would get nothing done. You'd be like, okay, I have to learn to put this foot forward, then this foot forward, and there's like this, like thinking through it process. No, we just program how to walk, and like none of us think about it anymore. The way we think, the way we feel, the way we act, the way we speak are all programmed. And so it's like, oh, when someone says this to me, I just respond. And, like, when this happens, I do this. When this happens, I do this. And all of that is just, like, this series of, like, a, a computer program. Yeah. yeah. And it, the, if anyone was following all of that right there, <laughs> what you just dropped <laughs> was probably about a year or two's worth of, like, actual mindset adaptation and challenges to yourself. And 
it's really interesting because you you shortened it in a such a way to where most people how are we looking over there? It's like kinda like bubbling up is or it? something. Yeah, is that is a thing? It? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. Just slow it down. All right, well let me tend to that. <laughs> uh that's interesting. Huh. All right, cool. All right. <laughs> well let me step back. It's <laughs> 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 part of the process. Yeah, it's part of the process. Yeah, it's all good. And this is how I react. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's funny. That's great. Well, it's it's interesting, right? Because I I'd like to talk about tools. I know that yeah. for me, journaling is mm-hmm. is a is a huge one. Um, last night or yesterday, well, this morning I wrote about something that happened yesterday, where where I was like, oh yeah. So I was writing this like, and it's interesting because I was getting frustrated because of this, mm-hmm. and and then I uh, and then I was seeking attention at this moment, mm. and. And then I was like, well, then I was working with someone else the other day, and that came up again. So that must be a pattern, right? Mm-hmm. And so then it's like, okay, so then I you know, sat down to meditate. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. so where does that come from and why and all this other stuff? And um, it, it, most, of it, most of it comes from, like, how, what you learned when you were in your first, what, six years? Yeah, six or seven years, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and that's why, like, childhood trauma is always, like, yep. talked about these mm-hmm. days, right? Because mm-hmm. it's important, right? Like how, Very how important. And it, it's not just the the trauma that's like what people would call uh, big T trauma or objective trauma, like sexual abuse, physical abuse, verbal, like accidents. Like yeah, that's that's definitely trauma for sure, and that affects people. But there's also really small things. A trauma is just anything that affects like homeostasis, like your your basic state, and then it changes it. So like for me, I have a really uh, interesting story that. Um, uh, explains like how simple and silly something can be, and why our 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 logical mind can't actually solve the problems of our childhood traumas because our adult mind wasn't even there. Our rational mind doesn't come on, like you said, till like seven or eight years old, and so a child isn't thinking like you and I are thinking right now with our logic. Yeah, and so was like now I understand why my dad did that. Yeah, exactly. But like as a four-year-old i probably no way you're just you're like what the hell's happening like you're just making sense of the world and so things like journaling what's really awesome about journaling and i encourage everyone to to journal is because it it takes the stories that are going on your head and they are stories they're just fucking your own stories that you're making up all these things that are happening and they get them onto paper which makes them outside of yourself so when they're in you, many people relate to them as if they are them. Like, I am my thoughts. Correct. But yeah. when you put them on paper and you start reading them, you actually, there's like one step, you're now one step away. You're like, oh, it's not actually my thoughts anymore. It's now this thing that I'm reading on paper and it feels outside of myself. And that's the moment where you can have awareness to like, oh, these things aren't actually me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's great. What's interesting, the other day, I just like to share personal stories, too, because mm-hmm. I think people can connect with them, too. But the other, was it last week? I was, uh, it was like Thanksgiving or something like that. I was getting stressed out about, about this, about, yeah. like, all the shit that we have to do for this, uh, for yeah. this, uh, all the events that we're running. Yeah. And, like, I'm so thankful for it, but it was just, like, a, a little overwhelming. And yeah, I talked to sure. John and it went over it. But I didn't talk to John after, because we, then we just figured things out. But I didn't, I didn't talk to him before I had this little freak out. Uh. And at some point... You know, one of the things that I've been working through 
the past year year and a half has been like just like relationship or lack of relationship mm-hmm. and it's all of a sudden i noticed that that my like i don't want sadness or frustration or like this weird like you know slight depression kind of deal that was because of like the stress that was ca- that this was causing or that i wasn't just thinking through and all of a sudden yeah. i was thinking about relationship mm-hmm. but i caught it and i was like wait 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 like no like don't even that's not even what this is all about this is about like all this all these events that we have to run talk to john and then it was like it's over and then all of a sudden i was like oh back to work and like whatever i was happy like i called some people up went for a run and it was just like but it was it could have been that easy to just kept kept going yep and then all of a sudden i was like just deep about like yeah whatever relationship thing story i was telling myself exactly yeah but yeah but that that that's been a process right of like journaling on a daily basis and like catching mm-hmm. that and even wanting to do that right because there's another thing when i used to have like really bad depression there was a point where it's like i just want to feel worse yep like yeah. that feels good to feel worse so yeah what what happens is with our with every emotion people either express it in a healthy way or they're taught to uh like suppress it push it down or indulge in it which is what you're talking about and the indulging process is also unhealthy it's like like you said it's like you just go deeper into it and it it's not actually useful at that point you're not actually feeling it you're just feeding your story at that point you're feeding the monster yeah um and you're in it then and that's the difference like with journaling it's like you're looking at it it's outside of yourself you are the observer but when you're in that depression it feels like you're in it right it feels like you you are depressed like you're in the call it the shit pool yeah, you're in the ship pool, whereas you're, s- whereas, and it's almost like uh, quicksand. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Whereas the work that I do teaches people how to observe themselves. Like it, it would be as if you were watching yourself in the quicksand, falling deeper into the quicksand, and you're you're like, oh, I'm slipping into quicksand, and you reach out, you grab yourself, and you pull yourself out of that quicksand. So that's a process that people can learn when they're able to separate themselves from the fact that they believe that they're in quicksand, but they're really not. Yeah. And so it's. That's cool. Yeah, <laughs> it's very cool. <laughs> it's very cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think that's why we connected was because you see things uh, and you hear things and and it, it resonates and it shifts the mindset just so slightly to where it makes the biggest difference in the world. One of the things I love about Baldo <coughs> working with him is that, you know, when kind of when he talks about his personal story, I've been through that on the other end. And the court, you want some water? <coughs> Maybe. I'm good. Yeah, thanks. Nice, nice. Uh, yeah, this is live, right? With everything going <laughs> on. Right. Uh, uh, well, when Baldo would always talk to me when I was, you know, needing to more be the one to calm down, uh, he would say, like, you know, the answer is always there. Or he'd say, like, hey, think about it this way. You know, like, you can do this. And so when you shift your mindset, you rewire the way that your brain thinks. And 20, 30 years of trauma, even now we know that trauma can be passed down from generation. Mm-hmm. And it's really <laughs> undoing. That's a whole different thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's undoing, it's undoing <laughs> yep. generations and decades of, of a mindset. And then battling what you're also being told about how you're supposed to feel. And, and I do feel that there is this kind of awakening with guys. Yeah. And I, I think that it, it's cool because this renaissance idea that 
if you really think about it, are guys as strong as they once were from many different aspects of what it means to define a man or human? Yeah. Right? That, that manly strength, what does that truly mean? I think what, what really resonated with me one time is I lift weights, right, and I go to the gym. He does yoga all the time, mm-hmm. right? Well, he can do handstands, and he has a lot of control with it, yeah. and it's very powerful. And I looked down, and I said, well, I can't do that. Like, I'm, I can't do that yet. You know, like, I'm have to practice that. And it was a different type of strength to get to. And yeah. so after a while, when I was getting there, you know, like I said, he also helps me with so many things. He says, like, well, I asked him, like, well, how do you, like, hold it when you're there? And how are you able to do, like, all these other things with it? And he goes, it's really, like, how you breathe. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, how are you supposed to breathe while you're, like, upside down like trying to hold yourself right and he's like you should be that's relaxed the practice. that's the practice <laughs> and so then I said okay cool so anyone I've ever heard like you tell me something new he tells me something new the mindset means my mind can change in a split second but the practice of the integration of it is what will make the biggest difference yep. and, yep. I, and I think that's now on a side note mm-hmm. my personal experience with you for the listeners here the reason we met that night is that by, is that better by the way on that side Way better. Thank cool. you. Nice. Uh, so, the night we met, we had uh, we had about fifty people together to basically release whatever type of energy, or heal what type of energy, or address what type of energy that they were, they were carrying with them. I think that's the best way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. And there was a lot of different energies around each other, basically trying to be there for one another, hold space, say what you will. Well, you held space for me. Baldo held space for me too, but the craziest thing is he was standing watching everything going on. That night, I had the biggest release I've ever had, and I and I say this in, in the best way possible because I was thinking about this on the way over here, thinking about this podcast. And so, you did some work on me. I I guess your intuition said I need to work on you. Mm-hmm. You just said that you came up because I asked you about it later. Yeah. You're like, yeah, I just need to work on you. I was like, that's cool. I I was giving that out that whole night. Because Baldo and I were talking yep. on the way there, we were like, what is it that we want out of this? And I was like, well, I know what I want. I want I want somebody to help me. Like, that's what I want. I want somebody to help me. Feel supported. And, and yeah. Feel supported because I've, I'm helping, we're helping so many people, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm just yeah. like, you know, I need, I need a little something back. I need a yeah. recharge, you know, something like that. And, uh, and that's what happened. And so what was cool about it was the approach was not what you think. The pep talk isn't going to be like, you're amazing, you're incredible, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, right? Mm-hmm. It was something I've never experienced before. And what struck me about it was because I never experienced before, I stepped out of my comfort zone mm-hmm. majorly. Now, granted, the 40, 50 people there, we knew most of them, yeah. but a lot of them we didn't. And at this point, late into the night, you know, you kind of don't even know who you're around at one point because it gets so dark and outside. And so I remember we were by the fire and you were there. Baldo was standing to my left. And uh, you and some other person started talking and working on me. It was incredible because I think the whole sequence lasted about 30 minutes. I want to say maybe Probably like something like, like that, that right? Some of that. And what I tell people to this day, I yelled louder mm-hmm. than I ever have in my entire life. Yeah. And it was about, I think, maybe four to six times. I can't remember when. Mm-hmm. Maybe three times. I can't remember, right? But I remember the first time, you got me to yell. Like, really, like, yell. And, like, at the top of my lungs mm-hmm. to the point where I engaged my core. Like, I could feel it. Mm-hmm. And for people who've ever yelled, think about this. It's an emotion that some people never release. Yeah. And if you harness that inside from whatever you've carried on from what the world's given you, why don't you release it, right? Like it's the same thing, like why don't you cry, right? Why don't guys cry? They should cry more. You would feel yeah. better. Yeah. So when you were telling me this, you weren't saying, like, let it out. Mm-hmm. 
you were saying something else, and then at one point I was reluctant. Then you yeah. said, all right, now I'm going to tell you now. Let it out. <laughs> Let it out. Let it out. And so I finally did. So I yelled as loud as I could. Yeah. All right. And then I gave it a few seconds, and you're like, come on, let's keep going, let's keep going. So I yelled again. I can see Baldo, but at this point, I, my eyes are closed, mm -hmm. and I kind of just go into it. I let myself go because yeah. I did. I was, yeah. hol I was holding back for a minute, and I let myself go. I don't care how many people are around me. Yeah. I know we're outside. Mm -hmm. I don't care what the neighbors are saying or yeah. whatever. I, we're in a residential area, so it's not, you know, <laughs> like it's, not the, it's not the countryside. And, uh, and I was like, all right, cool. I think I got more at in At the me. top of the hill. At yeah. the top of the hill. I got yeah. more yeah. in me. It was the top of the hill on the mm -hmm. side of a hill into like a canyon. Into a canyon. Yeah, like, yeah, just wonder what the neighbors are thinking. Keep in mind, no one else is really yelling at all. It was just very calm. Everyone's talking, and I'm yelling in the middle of like 50 people. Like, is that a wolf? Well, the thing was was it was a lion mm -hmm. because the whole reason I was yelling is because somehow you mentioned something that I interpreted as like I'm a lion mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. what I said so I said if I if anyone ever said what's your spirit animal mm -hmm. I've never ever been able to answer that question and so I was like okay that night I was like well, what if I am a lion and then you said well if you are prove to me and you showed me that thing afterwards mm -hmm. yep and and <laughs> you said prove to me you are yeah. let me hear it and he goes, what are you holding back on? And so I remember the very last yell. I yelled like a few seconds before that. It was like I, I, still roar. Got, I still got, roar, it was a yeah. roar. Mm -hmm. And the yell, few seconds was a roar. But I said, I got a few more in me. Hold on a second. And so I dug down. I like basically squatted mm -hmm. down. And I basically felt all this energy being charged from the center of my body. Mm -hmm. And I yelled the loudest I've ever yelled in my life. Mm -hmm. The loudest you could ever imagine yourself yelling times ten. And I let every, all the way down to my toes, I was yelling. Mm -hmm. And when that happened, something uh -huh. occurred where, like, these white lights basically came up from, like, my head mm -hmm. and went up straight towards the sky. Mm -hmm. And I do remember, like, like passing out for a split second. Mm -hmm. Like, I mm -hmm. fell back. Yeah. And either you or someone else caught me. Mm -hmm. And I came out of it like that as soon as you brought me back up. Like, a, it was like a daze. Like, I was like, I, it was like the most vivid dream you've ever had in my life. And I was like, I, because I looked right at y'all and I said, whoa, <laughs> did that just happen? Yeah. Like, that, was, that was real, right? Tell me that was real. And you're like, yeah, that was real. And I was, I was like, whoa. And then I started like kind of piecing it together. You're slapping. I remember you're smiling, that, that response. It, it was so perfect. Oh, you're like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> and, and keep in mind. After I yelled, the loudest I've ever yelled yeah. in my life, around 50 people, mm -hmm. everyone played it off. Like, it was like, that was awesome. That yeah. was cool. Yeah. I got to see that because I know there was about 10 people around me watching, like, directly watching yeah. this sequence going on. Because I don't think anyone well, it was, else did it. It was a supportive thing, right? It was like, yeah. That's, that's yeah. the one thing I love about what we have here, and I think mm -hmm. that that's how it should be, is this, the community gets gathers together. Right? Yeah. It's almost as you feel that's a... And that's what you wanted, right? Like, yeah. you wanted support. And got it was it. like, it was, you weren't going to get it from just one person. It was like everyone. Got everyone holding yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. And, and what, but the crazy thing is, it's serendipitous. Because what you just held up was a picture of a lion you carried with you. Mm -hmm. And when we talked about it afterwards, this is how crazy it was. I was able to converse with you right after that. And I asked you all these questions because I was already downloading information. Yeah. Right? And I was asking very specific questions, and you were answering me very specific answers. And a lot of it was like, look, man, you're bringing this out on your own. I just knew that you needed it, mm -hmm. right? Like, here's a couple things to take away from this, mm -hmm. you know? And it was just so fascinating because you didn't even really – it was it was just like your approach even 
was different than what I imagine you've been taught from most people as far as how to pull something out of someone yeah. as far as emotion. And you can say it. I didn't do anything. You didn't do anything. That's what that's you're going to say. Yeah, I know. Have you seen The Lion Since Then? Have I seen what? The Lion Since Then, like your spirit animal. Have you seen like dreams? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Well, the thing is, I don't. It, it's really interesting. So fast forward, and this is where I, I needed to catch up with you on. So mm-hmm. I went to Colorado myself last month. Mm. I don't get to take vacations in that often. I really just don't. And and I got to take one for a whole week. He, him and staff gifted me, and uh, I basically got to travel and hike. So the very like second of last day or something, maybe maybe third day before I left, I was hiking up a glacier. It's the only glacier in Colorado, mm-hmm. and they had a bunch of quartz. And so I went to the top. I came back down, and I was like, "Man, this is awesome!" I give one to my wife, and I'm gonna give some to other people. Blah blah. And the biggest one I found for my wife was a huge one. And so I basically had to carry it. And so when I was carrying it, I was coming down, I slipped, and I dislocated my finger. Ooh, and so yeah, I saw I this that. finger guy go like this. Ooh, I mean, it was bad. Ooh, it was yeah. bad. And so I was like, I get up, and I don't panic or anything. Talk about respond, not react, yeah. right? So I looked at it, and I'm like, all right, cool, I'm trained for this. Like, all right, what are we doing? Blah, blah, blah. You know, snap it back together. Ooh. And it looked like <laughs> And then uh, I basically like, go all the way down. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm like, I'm really fine. I'm, I still have the quartz. Yeah. So I get down to the base of it. I tape it up, and I go home uh, to where I'm staying and clean it up. Well, anyway, the next day I went to Aspen. Mm-hmm. And I proudly say I got to see the sunset in Aspen at the top of a mountain there. I rushed to get there. Like, I really was rushing to make sunset. I made it. I was rushing up the trail, got there, sat there, and enjoyed it. Got back down, and I had this energy building again, the same kind of energy that I felt that night. Mm-hmm. That need to be released. And so as I was talking to myself, which I, I do, uh, everyone should. You should talk to yourself uh, like it was you're giving you, like your own coach, like any time you can. And so I was talking, I said, what was the lesson here that you just had yesterday? You know, look at the way you responded. Look at the way you acted. Your, pain, your hand's not even in pain. Like yeah. there was no pain. There was no pain whatsoever with it. That's what was blowing my mind. And I was like, okay, here's what I'm taking away from it. I am so powerful that if you break my finger – almost dislocate my thumb on the same hand, which happened years ago. You cut off this whole hand, you don't take away my power. Did I roar right then and there thinking about that? I might have. I can't remember. But <laughs> what I did say is this. I don't need to roar again because I said sometimes a lion doesn't need to roar. Mm-hmm. Just his presence alone Oftentimes, yeah. basically gives the value to what is needed. Mm-hmm. And to me, my role since then has been that of a lion mentality, that I am the leader of a pack. Yeah. He's a leader, you're a leader, mm-hmm. and so you have your own role within that pack or that tribe. My uh, my spirit animal is a dolphin. Beautiful. Fucking yeah. awesome. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. I can see that. <laughs> yeah, flipper. it is awesome. <laughs> yeah. So why, do you, why is it lying with you? So um, I'll, I'll answer that in a second. The, the pow- I want to get to the power thing, because yeah. this is one of the most important things that I think is missing in uh, the development world and like how our men are raised is, is what you just shared is that the lion and really all of us, we don't need to project our power. Projecting our power is, is actually the unhealthy. It's the wounded. And, um, and so that, that comes out in, in, in violence or like uh, suppression of people and things like that. And we don't need to tell people we're powerful what we need to do is we need to fully feel all of us men women included everyone 
need to feel the full capacity of what they're capable of. They need to feel all of the energetic power that's moving through them. So then they actually know what they're capable of. What what we're actually doing is we're not allowing people to release and feel that power and we're just suppressing it down. So we're just building pressure in every single human being when we're telling them, don't do this, don't do this, be, be this, be this. And we're just packing it all down. And what happens? It explodes. Mm -hmm. And depending on what you were taught or what you witnessed as a child, it explodes in whatever way you learn to see. If, if, if my dad beat my mom, I would learn to beat women. Period. That's how we learn things. And if I learn to to um, to be an alcoholic from watching my parents, I would be an alcoholic. That is how we learn. And so when things explode out, that is when we get problems in the world, when we get problems with families, problems in communities and violence and sexual abuse. And so the what I believe in my experience is one of the easiest solutions is allowing people to feel all of the energy energy that's moving within them, to feel all the power, to feel all their capacity, to let everything move, knowing that they're safe to do so, knowing that no one's going to judge them, you're in a safe place to do it like you were that night. And when you do, you realize you're like, holy shit, like that's me. Yeah. And then, you can take a step forward in responsibility. And you're like, okay, now I know what I'm truly capable of, where I just got a taste of what I'm truly capable sure. of. And now I can walk forward in life differently, knowing that this is me, like this is within me. I, I will say that, I, mean, I, I know you, you have more to say on it, but I, you saying that, and that night had such a profound effect for me mm -hmm. because I'm still feeling the effects to this day. Mm -hmm. Yesterday, I was at the gym. I started crying when I was first warming up, like bawling. I went to the corner, and I, it's like emotion came over me, and I've been this way all week long. But it's good emotion. It's good cries, good tears. I realize I'm leading the life I've always wanted. Fuck yeah. I said it. I meant it. I felt it. I believed it. I cried. I was like, wow. I mean, it, it, for 10 minutes probably, I was just like, wow, like, wow. Like, I just kept saying that over and over again. What has changed since that night? Right. The idea is that I was looking for a voice and and what he always wanted for me, what Baldo always wanted for me to speak up louder. So that night I spoke up the loudest I could possibly do that. <laughs> and I realized how much power I did possess. And since that night, I've not been afraid to ask for things. Beautiful. And the thing about it is I'm very strategic about my asks. I don't just go around asking for everything about to anyone because people would not like that. People know that I ask something, it's for a reason, and I usually mean it. Because I don't really need to ask much from anyone, to tell you the truth. Because at this point, we're pretty self-sustaining, which is awesome. That's why it's part of the life I live. But at the same time, when you realize things like that, it's a progression. That night was the start of it, right? But it was a continuation of things that I did in between that was allowing me to realize, man, like, I have the capability to do any great things and Chris pulled it out of me Baldo's tried to pull it out of me forever I'm trying to pull it out of everyone else I need to do the same and so it's reciprocal that energy that you released then is spread to someone else and say here you can do the same exact thing because it happened to me yeah I mean like yeah. I say a testament for it I mean that's for why sure. I'm such a fan because yeah, I, thank I you. that was 
because no one had done that to me before that way. Like I yeah. said, that was something I've never ever felt before, and probably will never feel that same experience ever again. Which I that's that needs to stay there, right? Sure. As I yeah. look at that, right? Yeah, yeah. That was a magical night, which I hope for anyone's listening and watching get to experience something like that for once in their life. Come work with me. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah. that's my two, that's my plug for you. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, seriously, seriously, it's it's honestly what I'm here on this earth to do, and I realize that. And what you just expressed is is exactly my view of how this world shifts, and how we get to a place of love, is that every one person, when we turn and we, we when we turn the mirror on ourselves, rather than pointing the fingers out, and we look and see. It's like, okay, what can I do? What can I do to heal? What can I do to improve, to come come from my heart? And when you do that, you show up in such a different way that people can't ignore it. They notice it. Strangers notice it. Like, what are you on? Like, what is this energy that you're walking in, right? Oh, yeah. And that's what we call being the light. It's like you just walk around as this fucking strong powerful light that just casting out in 360 degrees mm-hmm. and it shines on everything that you every room that you go into yeah. every person you interact with and what happens is that what you don't even know like like you said we're not doing anything you're just being your authentic self yeah. and people get a taste of that and, and when they do it's an inspiration for them it gives them permission to go into it um, and that's how we I mean, that's how we shift the collective. That's how we raise the collective is, is one person at a time looking in on themselves and coming back to their heart. And, I mean, you did it and you're continuing to do it. Yeah. We're all doing it. We yeah. all are doing it. I yeah. think that's part of it is that we're all on this journey. Waldo alone, I mean, just to see the leaps and bounds that you've grown since we've just worked with mm-hmm. each other and the people we meet and, and the conversations we have, we just the, the things we talk about now. Our vision for business, professional, you know, personal has yeah. shifted because well, it's, it feels like we don't even talk about business. business <laughs> we don't talk <laughs> about honestly, yeah. We usually talk about yeah. like how are we going to create the new health insurance? You yeah, know? Like because it's, yeah, and, it's, uh, and, uh-huh. it, and, it, and it doesn't feel like a far off thing. It's like I think it's this yeah. easy. Yeah, and I think the problem is a lot of times with just business plans in general is that you try to complicate them and yeah and i do like the practice of like look what can go wrong so that way we make sure that those Mm -hmm. things don't go wrong but like sometimes you just get lost in like the thing is we know this already like because we've done so many different businesses within this business like the plans always change right so like why why (laughs) put so much thought the 10-year plan (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, that's gonna work (laughs) so like the easiest way to start is the best way because then at least the best at least you already got you know, you already got two or three steps ahead. That yeah, and that's what we always say is like, like you're missing the obvious thing that's right in front of you if you're always looking out to yep. the future. If you're always going ten years out or five years out, it's like, oh, there's an obvious thing that's right in front of you, but your vision is focused elsewhere. Bingo. And so like, like be in the moment yep. so that you can see the infinite opportunities that are everywhere around you, and you just take the next logical step, or the next obvious, I call it obvious, because it's intuitive for me. It's like, this is obvious. And then once you're in that step, there's usually going to be another obvious step. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same way approach. Uh, I love, now kind of looking back on it after saying, like people always ask, how long have you been doing this? You know, like we just say, we've been doing this four years, right? Long enough to where we know a few things, Mm -hmm. right? So when you talk to someone who's just starting off, and there's a lot of them, especially this year, mm-hmm. transition. It's really cool because you see yourself in them. 
Yeah, for sure. And you kind of say, all right, you can know right away. Because people would talk to us this way, at least to me. I don't know. I talk to people, and I always lead with passion because you'll always have a sincere response. You'll either they'll like you or they, or they won't. And if they do, they're going to do everything for you because you lead with honesty, yeah. right? And that's that's how we've always led. Well, we're it's funny honest. because you'll play the role of, like, you'll inspire them, right? And then I play the role of, like, well, here's five options. Pick one, but do one. You know what I mean? Yeah, do one. feels good for well, you. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Well, but yeah. the thing about it is that because I get, whenever, like, it's not you around and they're talking to me about business, they start talking about, like, but I need to get a business plan and I get investors and then I need to go get this and I'll just... And I'm just like, no, like no. you can make no, a post on Instagram no, right now and your business <laughs> no. started, right? Yeah. Like <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> like start with the post on Instagram on a daily basis and you're Dude, and like that's I, already a business, I, right? Like I, <laughs> I sell out retreats. I don't have a website for them. I don't have a yeah. thing. I make, I make one video, not even a post. I just be like, hey, I'm doing this thing. And then, like, sold out. I'll yeah, invite yeah. a couple people. And, like, it doesn't need to be difficult. We're actually making it more difficult because we're believing the stories that people are telling us. Yeah. We're like, you got to do all these things. It's bullshit. Yeah, it's bullshit. just bullshit. icing on the cake. Exactly. Right? It makes things look prettier. That's right. That's basically it. Yeah, but the hardest <laughs> part, though, when you talk about looking out instead of looking in, right, like what you're saying right in front of you, most people don't trust their own judgment and their own intuition. So right. they will hire out things they know they're better at. Right. And the truth is in business, you only hire out the people who are better at it than you. That's the truth. But you have to know that. <laughs> so that right there, that's a really powerful point that you just brought up, is that most of us, I don't, I'm, I'm going to talk, I'm going to speak to the U.S. in, in my experience, in, in my experience in working with a lot of people, is that we're being conditioned to outsource our lives we're being in we're being conditioned to and, and the word conditioning seems strong but it's it's the society we live in is like oh someone knows better than you someone's an expert in this and there's value to that there's value to getting people's opinions to, to hearing but what's happening is, is we're blindly trusting people with the most important things in our life right our health like people are outsourcing their health and, and I'll, I'll come back to that with you guys, since you guys are, uh, you're impacting so many people in that area. Our money, um, like people are just basically handing their money to people and saying, hey, do do the best with this mm-hmm. and, and see what happens. Um, our decisions, like everyone is just outsourcing <laughs> their life. Facebook, right? And yeah, yeah, Facebook. <laughs> and so, yeah, it, it, it's, it's crazy. And um, what happens is, is that, Someone will always fill that role, right? If someone comes to you and they're like, I have no idea what to do to, with my health, you guys are going to give them a great plan. You'd be like, hey, do this. Like, this is what we can help you with. Like, this will be supportive of you. And it will. The challenge is, is, is that they may not come across people that are heart-centered like you guys and, like, genuinely have their best interests. They may come to someone who just, like, doesn't really know, doesn't care, doesn't whatever. Someone will fill the role for you. If you're saying, hey, take care of this for me, like if someone has the belief, like I need someone to take care of my health for me, guess what they're going to find? They're going to find people that will take care of their health for them. And I say that in quotations. Um, And so that person is going to do whatever they think is the right thing. And And if they're taught like, oh, for health, it's like the answer is this. If you if you go to a cardiologist, they only have like the the heart. Like if you go to this other specialist, they only have this focus, and they're always bringing it into their focus, and that's really useful. 
But what's missing is the personal accountability to filter that information and be like, yeah, that that makes sense. And I think there's something missing in what you're saying. I think there may be something more. I think that maybe I, I can do something before I go to like cutting my spine open and like having spinal surgery. Maybe I'd be able to just try this like physical therapy or something. And so what's happening is, is that it's really useful to ha have experts that are the best in their field. But when we're trusting blindly, we are completely giving up the most fundamental thing as, as conscious beings, which is our freedom and our sovereignty. We're just handing it away. And so the, the, the work that I do is bringing people back to themselves so they start trusting themselves. And it's not that, like, I don't listen to experts. I, I do all the time. I just, I just know the ones I use discernment. But I also trust myself. And when, when someone's saying something to me, I'm filtering it through. Like, okay, I trust. I know what's best for me. Like, that's where I come from. And, like, that's a really interesting point. And, like, I, I could see that. And people don't get to that trusting place until they do their inner work to heal them. All the things that are in the way that have told them they don't trust themselves. Like, don't trust yourself. Like, you make bad decisions. You'll always screw it up. Like, whatever the language is for people, it's a very common condition. And so allowing people to get back to that trust and realize, like, oh, you actually do know what's best. And not just your ego mind, but your body. Like, the reason I, like, I don't even say knew, I attuned to what you needed and was present to it is because your energy, your body was telling you what was happening. The energy was rising, and you were just capping it off energy was rising and you're capping off and so our body knows what to do to heal itself it's telling us all the time it's just we're not paying attention to it we're, we're slapping things on that make it harder to hear we're distracting it from it we're distracting our attention listen to their body, they don't even know when they're not pooping. They don't know when they're not sleeping good. They don't know the fact that they're not drinking enough water. They don't know the fact that they can't bend over and touch their toes. Yeah. Like, to be aware from those standpoints... So many like, songs in there. I mean, yeah. it's just <laughs> all those things that, that people yeah. forget of, of the basic needs, you know, you don't need a whole lot in order to get healthy. I think that's what our message more has become and evolved to more than anything else. Like you said, it's like, you already had it all. Like, I didn't do much. I just allowed you remove the barriers yeah. so you could do it yourself yeah and and that's kind of how we do it most people who come into the office if they're needing energy i'm like why are you so tired man <laughs> hey, tell me why you're so tired oh i'm yeah. tired all the time I'm like well that's not good you shouldn't be tired all the time yeah. you know and you drink how many cups of coffee and it's not enough well I, I love that you do that because you you give the tools that people need where they're at and you also say like and and also this isn't where like you shouldn't need five cups of coffee a day. Yeah. No one needs five cups of coffee a day yeah. unless there's a problem. There's a dysfunction somewhere. Yeah. And yeah. Well, you can't be relying on just one thing. So yeah. I think, like, I'm sure that you, you'll talk about, I mean, survival skills. Even almost talking guys to the point where you're saying, hey, man, like, this is what to do when something of a big decision comes along your path. But you can't make the decision for them yourselves. You need to make it. But, like, here are some possible ways to look at it so we can make the best decision. In business, and I think that's why you're so great at what you do, because the people who sign up for your training are not people who have hit rock bottom. They might be, 
But what if it's the CEO who's been driven his whole entire life or her entire life that's still not fulfilled? Yeah. That still has broken up two marriages yeah. and, you know, still not – this is not enough for me, buying material stuff, not happy, right? I look at it this. If you really want to look at energy as if a thing has evolved, it's about vibration. That night, you were in sync just from a vibrational – wavelength standpoint you can call it whatever you want yeah. i don't care you're another guy i'll say exactly to you yeah there's oh. something that syncs with us yeah and that's what happens with you and when you feel it you understand what happens is it raises your frequency within you which is the energy you can measure energy within frequency yeah and when you raise your frequency or energy you raise your level raise your level of consciousness and for this past week if you put a number to it david hawkins likes to put zero to a thousand thousand being the highest you yeah, know jesus yeah. buddha and yep. stuff like that I say right now I'm hovering. I have to be 700 and above right now. This whole week has been 700 or above, which means my mindset is the sole purpose of the betterment of mankind there. That's what he says. The betterment of mankind between 600 and 1,000 is what you're focused on your entire time you're in that frequency. So imagine if I'm on the ultimate radio station. I like what I'm hearing. I keep listening over and over and over again. I'm just building up the conversations, the thought patterns, the creativity, the downloads I'm having – I've never thought before in my life, and it's it's accumulative. You're just tuning into that frequency. It's always there. It's always there. The it's always answer there. is always there. And yeah. if you can touch into your higher frequency, this is what everyone's always mentioned. Like you tune in, right? You, you download. Tune in, yeah. well, you, what does it mean to tune in? Okay, if your foot is hurting, listen to the pain. Feel the pain in your foot. What does it feel like? Is it a sharp pain? Is it a dull pain? Is it an achy pain? Is it numbness? And then at that point, say, well, what else do you notice? Is it in your ankle? Is it in your leg? Is it in your knee? Right? And just work your way up. Yeah. That's meditation for most people. Yeah. To me, that's a physical assessment. Right. I have it's to assess one and the you. same. Yeah. I have to yeah. assess you because you haven't figured it out. That exactly. should be what the doctor's role should be. Oh, you haven't beautiful. figured it out on your own. You, haven't figured you came out. to me. I can provide you with yeah. a couple more things. But it's interesting. This is what I do. I teach people how to feel their bodies. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> it's just like. When you learn how to do that and you practice it, like, a lot of the shit that people are buying into isn't even needed. Like, you're like, oh, I can just tune into that. And like, oh, that's this. That, yeah. And and so the everyone has the capacity to do what you just shared. Everyone has the capacity to attune to their own energy. And when you attune to your own, then you can attune to other things around you. That's all you're doing is you're just matching your vibrational frequency, like you said. It's beautiful. And that's, that's right. Yeah. That's the complete truth. And, and so um, it starts with, and, and I'm glad we're here because this is a really good, like, takeaway for people. Yeah. That I, that I always that I always talk about is that when you are so consumed in your story, you can't see that you're in your story. You can't change your vibration. You can't download. You can't do any of that. You're in it. And so the most effective thing that people can do for themselves at any point, at any time, is to slow down, is to breathe. And depending how, can't call it, wound up you were when you took your first breath. It may take two breaths. It may take five. It may take ten. 
my invitation is to continue slowing down until you get to the point of being centered in your heart. Because until you do that, nothing matters like the way that you act, the way that you speak, the thoughts that are happening. None of that matters because they're coming from an ego place. But as soon as you drop, as soon as you slow the speed of your voice down, as soon as you slow the speed of your breath down and you come back to yourself, there's so much more presence, so much more awareness to what's happening. It's like if, if, if everyone, every time they get heated or triggered or whatever, just did that, we'd have a lot healthier world. We'd have healthier relationships. We'd have healthier businesses. Because we'd, rea we'd realize that most of the way that we're treating others is just how we feel about ourselves. Yeah, so um, the best place to find me right now is actually on Instagram. It's my full name, Chris Marhefka. Um, trainingcampforthesoul.com is my company. And um, yeah, on there you can find out how to work with me, see the programs that I'm offering. I do free support calls and events all the time. And I also do some really powerful live events as well. And if you feel called to that, I highly encourage you you come experience. And uh, maybe you'll have a, a roaring experience as well. We'll yeah. see. <laughs> we'll give you the good dose. We'll give you the good dose. I, I hope they do. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and um, yeah, what, what I, what I um, also like to leave with is, is for, for people like yourself and for people where I absolutely was myself, is that if you feel stuck in any way, if you feel something that you need, feel something you need more of in your life, um, reach out to someone, whether it's me or these guys or your spouse or your partner. People want to support you. They do. The only thing that's being held back is you speaking up and asking for it. So if you're out there right now suffering in some way, Reach out. Reach out from your heart. When you when you when you say it from your heart, like, "Hey, I'm hurting right now, and I want some support," the right human will show up for you. Awesome. Yep. Thank you. This was awesome. Thank this you. was awesome. Thank <laughs> you guys. Appreciate it.